When you have car trouble, you go to a mechanic. When you're sick, you go to a doctor. When you need advice on being the best marketing leader you can be, there's only one place to go, right here, CMO Convo. Agencies are a vital resource for CMOs, but in a world of tightening budgets and the need to do more with less, you'd best be sure you're maximizing the effectiveness of these partnerships. That's why we're thrilled to be joined by agency founder and CEO, Joe Zappa of Sharp M Media, to share his insights on exactly what you need to prioritize when choosing the right agency for the job and how to maintain that partnership so it provides the biggest benefits to your organization. Hi, Joe. Welcome to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Will. Well, thanks for joining me today because it's a very, very important conversation we're having at the moment, particularly in the current um, state of the marketing landscape where CMOs are being expected to do more with less. That's what they're being told constantly. And part of that is agency partnerships. You really want to make sure you're maximizing the effectiveness of these partnerships you're having. So very, very, very interested to have this conversation with you today, Joe. As as an agency leader yourself, you've probably got some very good perspectives on how to do that. Um, But before we do dive into all that meaty good stuff, maybe Joe, you could introduce yourself to the audience. Tell, Tell us a bit about your background and why specifically you wanted to talk about this topic today. Yeah, for sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Sharp Pen Media. We help CEOs and CROs generate more revenue with marketing. Um, I come from a journalism background, so I got into uh, running a content agency from having um, been on the other side of the marketing journalism divide, where I was the editor of a MarTech publication for five years, and I was often editing uh, content that marketing teams had put together for their CEOs. So I was looking at as looking at that as a journalist, and even as a journalist who didn't know that much about marketing, I was thinking all of this sounds the same. Like there were a lot of commoditized insights being pumped out. And so then when I got into the marketing side of things as a freelancer and then an agency owner, the question became, okay, uh, if we're going to spend on content or PR, uh, how do we actually say something that our customers care about in a way that accentuates our unique strengths and is not like what anyone else is saying. Because if you're not doing that, if you don't have a truly differentiated story that people are going to get invested in, you're going to end up wasting a lot of money on marketing. Because even if you reach people with that, you know, 180 to 300K that you're spending on your PR and content agency, they're not going to remember you. They're just going to be like, oh, well, you're just another you know, demand side platform or HR tech platform or whatever it is. So that's really where I come at it from is having seen so much commoditized content and thinking like, okay, how do we take a more strategic approach to agency relationships? How do we make sure that we have a narrative and go to market strategy that's actually going to differentiate us and drive revenue and not just like get us some placements in the media or like create some blogs but have no business impact? Awesome. Awesome. So let's maybe start with quite a broad question. And I'm hoping most of our audience isn't expecting your answer to this question of what are the main pitfalls that CMOs are facing when choosing an agency is they didn't pick sharp pen media that let's hope that's not the number one pitfall they're all falling into. Um, Joe, but like, what do you think are the main sort of what presenting the biggest barriers at the moment to CMOs and, and brands having effective agency relationships? I think the main problem when picking agencies is uh, not having a strategic vision before doing so or uh, misaligned expectations where the 
company hiring the agency is expecting a strategy from the agency, but there is no real sign that the agency is equipped to do that. So I think when you're picking an agency, there has to be a com the three factors you should think about are process, people, and audience. Um, do they have the people required and are those people on the account to do the thing that you need done? Uh, do they have a clear process, a like proven IP um, on how to do the thing that you want to accomplish with them? And are do they have experience with your industry or audience? Are they used to, like if you're doing HR tech, are they used to doing HR tech and talking to that audience? Um, so yeah, we can talk more about any of those three factors, but I would say if when you're picking an agency, whether you're a CEO, CMO, VP of PR or whatever it is, if you have those three things in mind and clarity on them, you'll probably be able to choose an agency that can actually uh, hit your goals. Awesome. So one of the things that came up in our um, initial discussion before this episode that I thought was quite interesting was you making a distinction between a strategic agency partnership and a tactical agency partnership. Like there are two different forms of agencies that you can work with. Can you explain what you meant by them and, and maybe put it into terms in that people process audience kind of structure to things? Yeah, exactly. So I think often when companies hire agencies, uh, they they have a sort of vague need for strategic guidance and they think like, okay, uh, this agency, you know, I'm paying 15K a month for them. So they should, there should be some strategy with that. Um, but I think usually actually agencies are primarily tactical. So let's say you're going to go spend 15K a month on that PR agency. If they're going to help with strategy as a part of that, what I would want to know is again, people and process. So first, who on that account actually has experience driving a marketing and then more specifically a communication strategy? Uh, and then secondly, what is their specific process or approach to doing that? Because what I've seen is that in a lot of PR agency relationships, again, there's a vague expectation of strategy, but then in the actual delivery of the engagement, there is no strategy. It's like at most, it's like maybe they produce a couple docs where they're like, okay, well, let's think about your messaging and let's like come up with a list of reporters we're going to email or stories that we want to propagate. But there isn't actually like a clearly delineated process where they're like, we are going to think about like, what is the big story? How is it different from that of all of our competitors? Um, and then how are we going to go to market with it? And most importantly, in a way that we're going to be able to measure and that's going to tie to revenue. Because that's the other thing is that I think a lot of usually when a marketing team or a CEO hires an agency and, they, and they're spending a lot of money on it, they hope that it's going to have some impact on pipeline or revenue. But, and that's part to me of putting together a cohesive strategy. But there is, again, no uh, agreement on, well, how are we going to measure that? Like if we think this strategy is going to help us you know, drive a million in pipeline and that's what's going to justify the 200K we're spending on the agency. Um, is there anyone in the room who can put that puzzle together for us? And if there's not, you have like this strategic problem with the approach to the agency relationship. 
So how do you get to know this kind of information about the people within the organization? Obviously, if you're, say, say you're putting out um, like call for pitches to agencies, they're not going to say, oh, we don't have the experience. We don't have the people. They're going to, they're going to tell the, the potential client that they can do these things. So how, where should CMOs be looking? Where should CEOs be looking to be really get the information they need to know about this? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So when your agency is pitching you, uh, they should be able to tell you who's going to be on the account, right? So there's like the classic agency bait and switch where it's like, you're talking to the CEO of the agency. Um, like I do this, I'm still in sales for my agency. So you'll talk to me and then it's like, oh, well, they talk a big game. They have all these great ideas and experiences and whatever. But then when you actually see your account team, of like usually the CEO of the agency is not going to be on it. So that's perfectly fine. But then the question is, who is on it? Um, they should be able to tell you that very precisely. And then you should be able to ask, okay, if you're going to, if these three people who are on the account are going to supposedly be helping me with my marketing strategy, and they're going to have an impact on pipeline and revenue, uh, what experience do these people have uh, accomplishing that for other clients or in-house at past roles. Um, like there should be someone on that account team who can say, uh, I've worked with companies like yours and I've helped those companies go from 20 to 50 million in revenue. And here's my story about how we did that. If you don't have that, then probably no one on that account has that level of strategic experience and insight. And that's very common because you could still have great people on the account without their having that ability, right? Like they might be great comms tacticians, um, but there's a big difference between like someone who, for example, knows everyone, knows all the reporters in your industry and is really good at getting a story uh, and someone who like was a CMO previously and can own an entire marketing strategy. And that's, I think that's the difference people need to look out for. You've kind of put the, the fear of God in me a little bit there, Joe. Um, as somebody who worked in an agency prior to this job, it, it worries me that all these brands might be digging into me just because I've been attached to the account and stuff like that. But that's that's besides the, the point. Um, so when it comes to the account team that you're working with, like obviously larger agencies are likely to have these kinds of specialists in place um, and be able to have a very hands-on role with that kind of job but if you're working with say like a smaller agency or something like that like how is it important to you for you to have someone who is fully hands-on that role that specialty all the time or can it be someone who's maybe more senior that may be reported to by a more junior team that has less experience with what you're looking for that kind of thing well, I think there is absolutely a role for tactical agencies so for example, we've had um like we've seen success where there are companies who have like a very thought out marketing strategy. They have a marketing department and then they're just like, truly all we need is create the content. The problem I'm identifying is that often the companies will say that, like they're like, we just want the tactics, but they actually do need a lot more help than that. And they need more strategic guidance. But if you really do, if you are like put together and you have, maybe you already have a CMO, and you have a VP of content marketing, like you have a whole marketing strategy and a content marketing strategy, and then you just want bandwidth extension, that that can absolutely work. So in that, I'm not saying you need 
you know, that multi-time flashy CMO person for every single agency engagement. So I think that's one thing. Um, and then I don't know if by specialty, you also maybe mean um, industry expertise. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's another that's another dimension that's tricky. I think I'm not, I would not say that you absolutely need someone who knows your industry to put together a strategy. Like these are transferable skills. Um, so if you have someone who has been a very successful, you know, content person or digital manager or uh, strategist for other industries, like I think if the industry is similar, they can do it. However, I would also say you can probably find an agency that does have experience in your industry. So if you are, if it comes down to it and all things are equal besides, and you're choosing between an agency that has experience in your industry and one that doesn't, probably you're going to go with the one that does. Well, yeah, hopefully it's experience with successes in that industry rather than experiences with Bailey's at the end of the day as well. Um, so let's, yeah, that maybe maybe let's expand a bit more on the um, other factors that people need to keep in mind when choosing an agency. Like, how important is it in terms of like, I mean, a lot of people are working with agencies multinationally and stuff. Like, how important is it like the time zone availability, that kind of thing? Is that something people need to take into account in this new world of desynchronized working, kind of asynchronous working? Even, I think what really matters there is. Are you depending on the agency for a strategy and for deliverables, or are you depending on them for connections? So I think certain parts of marketing are more transferable across industries than others. The thing that I think is very hard if you don't have industry expertise, um, or, and I think this applies to regions as well, right? Like if you want to reach uh, European ad tech reporters and like for a PR engagement and your account team doesn't include someone who knows a lot of European ad tech reporters, I'm not saying it can't work, but I think the barrier to success is a lot higher. Um, so I think in terms of like region, and industry expertise, like these sort of audience questions to return to the people process audience factors. It really depends on what sort of help you're looking for. And I think if you're looking for like people-based help, like connections, um, you're going to want to find an agency that is like in the region that's most important to you. Um, and that knows the stakeholders you're trying to reach. It's probably similar to like, biz dev, right? Like if you're hiring someone to help with biz dev and uh, you want to reach decision makers in Europe and they don't know anyone in Europe, that's not going to go very well. So I think there are parts of marketing that that are similar. Definitely, definitely. So when it, when it comes to starting the search for an agency to partner with, is it important to have all of this stuff mapped out clearly agreed on by shit stakeholders or is it something you can sort of develop as you go on through your search or is again maybe it's dependent on the type of work that you're looking for the type of project you're looking for yeah i think the where i would start is what is the problem that we really need solved so i think that's the most important thing right going back to like 
if you're, let's say you have no marketing people, this is very common. You'll have no marketing people in house and you're like, we want to go get marketing help. Um, hiring a uh, full-time marketing leader is formidable because that's, as we all know, full-time hire is a very big decision, right? And if you're hiring like a director or VP role, that could be like 20K a month all in. Um, so maybe you're like, okay, we want to solve this problem by seeking fractional help or agency help. Um, like again, in that case, you need to know that you're probably looking for a strategic partner versus if you have a very built out, already successful marketing department and product market fit, you might just be looking for tactical help. So I think like figuring out that level of problem and the level of guidance you need is the first step. And then I would move down to uh, process people audience. Like, okay, so we know the problem we have. Who would be the ideal person to solve this problem? Like, what would they look like? What experience would they have? And then you can start to explore like consultants or agencies who can do that. And then once you have that figured out, that's when you're going to start talking to people. And so like, let's say you're talking to like three, you know, HR tech content agencies, then you're going to get into, okay, we think you all, um, you have the same audience, you can solve the problem we have, which is we need great HR tech specific content. Um, now we're going to drill down to the details and, and figure out um, who are the people who are going to be on this account and what is the process of the agency to solve uh, the problems that we have. Definitely. So We've chosen the right agency. Let's talk about working with that agency and making sure it's effective. I think most of this conversation is probably going to be talking about maybe like long-term partnerships, maybe more of that strate strategic side of things rather than like one-off or like tactical uh, partnerships. In order to really get the most out of sort of the strategic insights that an agency can provide, who are the most important stakeholders that CMOs need to be working with within that agency? Obviously the account manager, but are there other people that need to build like a good working relationship with? I mean, you're paying the money at the end of the day, but they're going to put more effort and put more capability behind people they enjoy working with at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're probably going to encounter a few personas on the other side, on the agency side. So you're right. There, are, there should be an account manager there's probably, if it's a strategic partnership, there's probably going to be a, strat a strategist. So that person is essential because they're driving the creative work. Um, and then there's probably some tacticians. Uh, so you might have like a strategist, an account manager, a project manager, and then uh, a writer, for example, or a media relations expert. Um, in terms of how to make it successful, I think the most important thing is that if you're partnering on that strategic vision, you need to get buy-in uh, within your own company. So strategic visions uh, are not just a you know point of contact thing. They're not even just a CMO thing. Like even if you're starting at the top of the marketing organization, you're if you're really talking about like figuring out your marketing strategy, you're probably going to want to get the CEO involved um, or the CEO, you know, the rest of the C-suite. And when you're setting the strategy, when you're collaborating with the strategist on the agency side to um, set your goals and figure out how you're going to hit them, 
that person, the strategist, should probably be talking to. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. No, what was that, Jeff? My doorbell is going off. Oh, okay. No worries. No worries. Sorry about that. No problem. Into it when you're in time. So, if you're working at that highest strategic level, the the CMO should also involve the CEO and whoever else in the C-suite needs to sign off, probably like the CFO in the conversations with the strategist, because you're probably going to be asking beyond the strategic portion of the engagement for a lot of money afterward. And everyone needs to be like bought in aligned and their views need to be reflected in how uh, the engagement is going to play out. Then also as part of setting the strategy, that strategist person should be able to collaborate with you as the CMO to figure out uh, what are what is success going to look like on a sort of monthly and quarterly basis. So you let's say the goal, let's say this is a very ambitious engagement and the goal is like we want to you know double our revenue over the next 12 to 18 months. We all know you're not going to see that revenue increase within like a month or three months, right? But there should absolutely be leading indicators that the strategist can work with you to help the rest of the C-suite understand so that you can say like, yeah, we've spent, you know, 60K on this agency over this, you know, the first quarter uh, and we're not seeing revenue lift yet, but we are seeing a lift in whatever metrics indicate that like we're likely to experience a revenue lift over time, you know, share of voice, traffic, whatever it is, um, MQLs. So I would say that those, those are the big things is getting the buy-in from everyone who's an internal stakeholder and then really aligning with that strategist on like what does success look like over time. Awesome. Um, so I, I was going to ask a question about sort of striking a balance between um like giving a lot of creative freedom or having a lot of control over what you're briefing in that kind of thing but there was a word that you used um just then and that was collaborate and that was collaborating with the strategist so i suppose a good working relationship really allows you to sort of reach that kind of balance organically i don't know what your perspective on that joe like Work, yeah. like that kind of collaborative environment allows you to kind of reach that point without having to really think think too hard about like how much detail you need to provide. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a really good strategic agency partnership is going to be a genuine partnership and it is going to be collaborative. So agency, this is another problem that pops up often with agency relationships, right? And everyone in marketing, no matter whether they're in an agency or in house, has experienced this. Uh, you hire the agency, it's like, rah, rah, we're going to achieve all these things. And then there's very little communication. Um, and it's very hard for the agency, though I am admittedly speaking more from the agency side of this, it can be very hard as your agency to like get you on the phone, or to get the stakeholders on the other side on the phone. Um, especially the higher the goals for the engagement, the more strategic it is and the bigger the ambitions are, the more important that involvement from internal stakeholders is. So like you're going to, ideally you're going to go out and you're going to hire this like amazing person, right? You're like, this person, you know, is going to make a transformative impact on our business. But 
it's not going to be a didactic relationship. Like, just like if you were hiring a CMO, like that person isn't going to come in and tell the CEO, like, this is exactly what we're doing. And this is not a dialogue. Like it has to be informed by the expertise of you, the CMO hiring the agency and the CEO. Um, and again, whoever else is marketing leaders, business leaders, who's going to be a stakeholder in the ultimate success. Um, of the engagement. And I think any great agency where you're hiring someone who's like run marketing organizations, like that's going to be second nature to them because that's just a core skill set of the people um, who, who run businesses and marketing organizations specifically. Uh, and I know you mentioned getting on the phone, but I think in this day and age with so many different ways of asynchronously working, different project management systems and stuff, you don't necessarily have to actually jump on a phone call with these people. You should be able to provide the feedback they need. Like, I, mean, I mean, it's always great to no, have a proper powwow and probably speak to each other on the topic, but you can do stuff on a Google Doc at the end of the day. Yeah, I think you need both. Like, You need an open line of asynchronous communication, yeah. uh, but you also you do need to talk, you know, and you like, uh, the CMOs I've spoken to, like fractional CMOs, they even like to do a half day workshop, right in the beginning where they like, if it's in person, even better, but even if it's virtual, just like getting the CMO and the VP of marketing, if there is one and the CEO in a room and being like, you know, what's working here, what's not like just, uh, establishing that trust because again the the more ambitious it is the more that that trust is essential and that's what you hear from marketing leaders all the time right is like often marketing leaders will get hired and they're working with the ceo and they find out after they get the job that the ceo basically doesn't believe in marketing right <laughs> like it's very common for the ceo to just be like yeah i don't really i've never seen marketing work and then you have your work cut out for you. Um, so all you can do in that situation is say, okay, uh, like, what are your doubts? And start to almost like you were selling against objections, right? And start to figure out um, how do we establish the clarity on goals and results that is going to convince this person who's skeptical of marketing that marketing can generate those results. Um, and the agency and the internal marketing leadership definitely need to be aligned on that. Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned sort of measuring the effectiveness of the relationship earlier, um, having certain like performance indicators. Obviously, the big indication of if a partnership with an agency is working is the quality and the effectiveness of the work they provide. But are there other indicators that CMO should be keeping keep in mind or keeping track of, like in terms of like, as you said, like availability for communication, that kind of stuff. Like what other things should they be keeping in mind to know that they want to keep this oh, partnership yeah. going? Right. So even beyond like business or marketing performance metrics, like the nature of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I think like, as agencies, we are in the like client service business and the ability of the agency to communicate clearly and effectively um, to not BS you, I think is a really big thing. So what a lot of agencies, I think the reason a lot of people who hire agencies, CEOs, CMOs have a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to agencies is that 
they have experienced a version of client service that is essentially like gaslighting where it's just like, yeah, I'm servicing you. But really what I'm doing is like just saying a bunch of jargon and like sort of making you flattering you and trying to convince you that this is still working when it isn't. Um, so I think it's not like it's not that it's not like necessarily the uh, apparent affability of your agency account manager that decides how effective the relationship is. But what I would honestly look for if I were hiring an agency is just like a ton of clarity on like, do you understand my business? Do Are we aligned on what we're trying to achieve here? Are you being bringing strategic value? And do we have a way to measure the value that this partnership is generating on an ongoing basis? And if you have that clarity, I think that that is what's most important from like a client service perspective. Definitely. And I think as well, since you've got so much choice these days, you shouldn't have to put up with a working relationship that doesn't feel right just because the quality of the work is good. Like there are always other options out there these days in terms of agencies you can work with. So yeah, just keep an open mind. Don't be like stuck into a relationship just because you think you're going to get good work out of it. Like you can find that work somewhere else probably probably well most likely yeah oh yeah and that goes both ways like the days of people yelling at each other in business meetings are over right like we as you said we have too much choice now and i hope like we've progressed as a business community beyond that and like we will not work with clients who mistreat us and clients shouldn't work with agencies who mistreat them, right? Like there should be the ability to just communicate clearly and respectfully and sort of align on goals and also understand that like marketing does involve experimentation. So even if you have the highest level of strategic partner in an agency, um, like, you know, a CMO in your industry who's had like tremendous results and driven exits and all that, um, they, they should just be able to, uh, communicate with you clearly about, uh, what's going on and you, you shouldn't tolerate, you know, uh, them badgering you about one thing or another. You should be able to accept, like, they're going to experiment, like they're going to present to you a budget and they're going to say, we could do X, Y, and Z things. Um, we expect that as a whole X, Y, and Z will produce this impact, but Z might not work or X might not work. And you need to have that openness and that trust with marketing agencies to say, like, we're going to run a few experiments that we can reasonably hypothesize will produce the impact we want. And if one of them doesn't work, we're not going to scream at each other, right? Like we're going to, we're going to figure out why, and then we're going to, we're going to iterate. I mean, it's, it's a partnership at the end of the day. That's how we keep talking about these kinds of business relationships between agency and client it is a partnership. And what you've described just there, Joe, is the hallmarks of a good partnership, is that clear communication, that clear, even-keeled communication. You're not flying off the, off the handle every time something goes wrong. I mean, obviously, there is a lot of money involved, so the stakes can be quite high, but they are, they're, 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 a, a toxic, abusive relationship isn't going to produce good work at the end of the day. And... That's what is a what that's what it's all about with working with agencies. I also find, and that it's convenient because you know this is the CMO podcast, but the higher the level of business leader, I mean it's not always true. There are exceptions, but I generally find that 
like if you've made it to the C-suite, I would hope that that comes with a level of emotional intelligence where you're able to trust because C-suite leaders need to trust, right? You're, you're working at a high level. You don't have your hands on every little thing. Um, and you also just have a baseline ability to, uh, to communicate, to think about the big picture in the long term. Um, and that's why I do personally love working with when our client point of contact on the other side is like a CEO or a CMO, because those people just tend to be very long-term thinkers. They're less like, uh, you know, we need to get 30 more leads three weeks from now. And it tends to be much more about, you know, what are we trying to achieve and what are the various experiments we're going to run to achieve those things. Great stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's probably music to our audience's ears since I'm hoping it is majority CMOs, but I don't have access to that demographic information, but let's hope it is mainly CMOs. So Joe, this has been great. Um, I think really, really eye-opening perspectives, both in terms of choosing an agency and working with an agency. Let's see if we can pull things together with some golden rules, maybe some golden rules for choosing the agency and some golden rules for working with an agency effectively. Yeah, so I think golden rules for choosing um, three factors, process, people, audience, as I said at the beginning. Um, check who's on the account. Make sure there's actually someone who has achieved what you're setting out to achieve um, and that they have case studies where they can say, this is what we've done for others and we're going to do it for you. Process, make sure they have thought through what they're doing. They should have, even if it, it, it should either be on the level of like intellectual property, where there's like a pr proprietary process, or at the very least, they should have a thought through structure as to like what makes an excellent, you know, uh, LinkedIn ads program or PR program or content program. And then audience, do they have experience with uh, your industry um, and talking to the people you need to talk to? And then the second thing with choosing agencies is, um, do you need a strategic partner or do you need tactical help? Um, very often people could, companies could benefit from strategic guidance. And if you're not there, then that's fine. And then go find like the best tacticians, which the tactician thing is probably going to come down to uh, process. And then do they, do they know your industry? Like if someone's writing your content, you want someone who's writing content about what you do. Uh, and then working with agencies, um, have a have clear goals and clear metrics to determine if you're progressing toward your goals uh which aspect like especially if you're working strategically that strategist person should be able to help you think through and they should even be able to guide you through like different levels of budgets and the results um you can expect and then just clear communication um you know no bs no like seven page document when a two paragraph email would have sufficed um, just our, again, is everyone very clear about what we're trying to accomplish and whether we're accomplishing it? And if we're not, um, what can we try to, to, um, make our goals a reality? Fantastic. Thank you very much, Joe. As I said at the top of the episode, choosing the right agency is more important than ever with budgets being cut with a lot of companies having to reassess the partnerships they have with agencies now like it's more important than ever that you're really making the right choice and working with them effectively so i think there's been some great advice there some great insights so thank you very much for joining us today joe yeah thank you so much for having me and i'm sure our audience is grateful as well um i'm gonna say thank you to them as well for listening we'll be back soon with some more cmo combos 
like what you heard from this CMO combo, make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating so the whole world knows how great it was.